0: Welcome once again everybody to Blockbuster Mentality. I'm your host Ben. Before we get started, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a 5 star rating. It helps us out a lot and takes you 30 seconds. Please uh, give us a rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. And follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast, Instagram, Blockbuster Mentality. BlockbusterMentality.com. Uh, that's where you get all the updates on the show when new episodes come out and all that fun. Uh, today we have another interview and movie breakdown for you with a very talented writer, Michael Jammin. Uh, it was a blast talking uh, with him. His credits include uh, Marin, King of the Hill, Tacoma F- D, uh, Wilfred, uh, he's got a bunch on, uh, just go to IMDb, he's, he's he's got a bunch listed there, uh, but yeah, it's always fun uh, breaking down a movie with a writer to get their perspective on the writing, on the screenplay, um, he chose uh, to break down Amelie, uh, which uh, was a first watch for me, uh, I, had, I had never seen it, but uh, I'm glad I did and uh, got to speak with him on it. It's a great film. If you haven't seen it, uh, definitely check it out. Um, And, yeah, it was a lot of fun talking with him. He has a podcast called uh, Screenwriters Need to Hear This. Screenwriters Need to Hear This with Michael Jammin' he's also uh on tiktok uh and instagram where he uh gives writing tips uh for people trying to break it in the biz he's very it's uh very insightful stuff very interesting stuff it's uh definitely worth uh checking him out so uh definitely do that and uh yeah here's our uh, conversation on amelie You've been doing a lot of you know, TikTok and Instagram and all that. Where, where, uh, what what made you jump over to that? I know you're a TV writer, like, what made you realize, like, hey, this is uh, this could this could be a good platform for me?
1: Honestly, it was a lot of I I have to I'm gonna have a project that I need a social media following for, and so the way to do that is to just give away everything you know, just give it away. All you gotta do is follow, and you can get it.
0: Yeah, there's
1: a lot of people who want to learn about screenwriting and how to break into the business as an actor, writer, director, whatever. And I, I and I share my knowledge.
0: Is that something you wish you had when yeah. you were?
1: <laughs> well, I broke into the business. There was no internet, right? So, like, I would have given my arm to talk to someone, or you know, I'd get knowledge from someone like me. But I found someone. I, I want to, you know, after college, I wanted to study screenwriting, and I was lucky enough to find someone. I wanted to study not from a professional teacher, but from somebody who had done it, some, like a retired you know, an ex-sitcom writer, and I found a guy who's great. He wrote on, like, the original Twilight Zone and Andy Griffith Show and Get Smart, like, all my favorite shows. And so that's how I I learned from him. And then later, I learned, you know, from the the showrunners I worked for. But, yeah, I mean, I was desperate to... How do you find somebody like that before the internet, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Especially, yeah, when, uh, you know, because you know, I'll be scrolling through and obviously, you know, a lot of film things are what the algorithm picks for me on TikTok and Instagram and everything. And, you know, I'll come across yours and it's just like, wow, man. I mean, not that I'm trying to get, I mean, it would be great to be in the industry. Not that I'm you know, striving to to, to be in that. I just love the industry. But, uh, um, but uh, but yeah, it's, it's great to, to have, you know, folks like you who are, out there helping people out you know it's uh, no it's not going to be easy but you know it, these are just some tips you know that that i have for you which is yeah. uh, it's awesome that you're that you're doing that and thank you uh, yeah um it, so so A- andy andy griffith i i heard you mention what's uh what what else was your he wrote on
1: that he wrote on get smart and, and twilight zone and love american style and uh those were some of his big ones. So, was,
0: is that what also what you enjoyed too? Like, was that yeah. your
1: as a kid? Like, get smart was that was the show. Like, I, I yeah. love get smart. Um, you know, I'm dating myself because I'm a little old, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I was just in awe of how he, you know, of his career.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, th- how, how did that happen though? Like, how did you get under his wing? Like how did you
1: know? I think
0: I was like at a barbecue with somebody, and I was just talking. Like I was talking to somebody. That's why I often
1: say on my Instagram or my TikTok accounts, like you know, people say, "Do I have to move to LA to break into the business?" And then you know, my kind of standard response is, "Well, you're asking do you do you want if you want to work in Hollywood, where do you think Hollywood is?" <laughs> <And they're> like <laughs> I was at a barbecue, and I was just talking to someone, and I think that's how I found out about this guy like i wouldn't have known that if i stayed in new york where i'm fun. i was you you know you have to kind of be here you know
0: right yeah and then were you ever um were you always i mean i know king of the hill is not you know your only credit or anything but that's <laughs> you know kind of uh on the on the outskirts of everything else you've done like animation where uh I know you've talked about this. I'm sure on your your channel and everything, but uh, you know, like uh, how how different is is animation uh, as opposed to uh, you know live action? I guess
1: you would call. It really it. <laughs> is, you know, I, I wrote my first job was writing on "Just Shoot Me," and in many ways, "Just Shoot Me" was more of a cartoon than "King of the Hill." These King okay. of the Hill be real and very grounded, and like. It's not like Family Guy, where you know people's heads blow up and you know you're <laughs> Right. Um, it was a very much more grounded show. So, if you know story, if you understand story structure, you can write on animation, live action, single camera, multi. It doesn't really matter,
0: you know. Yeah, it's it's all just yeah. You're you're writing for characters, and you're yeah. you know it, it's yeah, like you said, st- storytelling is 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 what it's about yeah where uh you know obviously you know people we li- we like to uh, allow the opportunity for people to get our, to know our guests a little bit so like how how did just shoot me that's your first job that you get yeah. in in the biz as they call it uh, where you know how how does that come about you know i mean how uh, well yeah, how does that come about
1: <laughs> that was my first like staff job but i before yeah. that i and i sold a freelance episode of a show called lois and clark the superman show and, mm-hmm. and then before that i was a joke writer on a morning tv show and then before that i you know i had some other kind of odd things but the shoot me came about because my partner and I, we wrote a bunch of spec scripts like a ton of them i don't know we probably wrote 10 or whatever and um over the course of a couple of years and this one found its way onto the desk of uh steve levitan who was who he wrote the pilot for to shoot me and it got picked up to series and his assistant read the script she read like a bunch of scripts like i always thank her because she she started my career so she read the script oh i love it brought us in for he brought us in for a meeting and and that was that but you know that's how it goes she was probably reading a stack like a 50 scripts high that's probably what she was going through
0: yeah, I'm looking here. You mentioned obviously Lois and Clark. Uh you you wrote the episode Chip off the Old Clark according yeah. to IMDb. Uh so I guess then how did, how did that come about? Like Lois and Clark and then you're writing for comedies yeah. like Lois and Clark is like, you know, a superhero show which superhero fandom is huge right now. Mm-hmm. Like where, where how do how did you get to write an episode of Lois and Clark?
1: I, one of my first jobs in Hollywood was, was uh, an assistant to two executive producers, two writers, and they were lovely people. They ran a, a different show, a, a sitcom many years earlier, and I answered the phone, for like the phone would ring, and I hello, and then I'd patch it through. That's all I would do, and then I would get them lunch, and I'd screw up that, and then I'd make coffee, and then kind of made bad coffee. It's like, I did, they were just lovely, even though I was kind of a screw up, and then, um then they wound up be as showrunners to Lois and Clark a couple years later, and I was always in touch with them. I said, "Hey, you can my partner. And I pitch you an episode," and they very graciously allowed us, which like that's a big deal. It's really a big deal because we you we were kind of we were no one, right? And so we pitched them like five episodes, and they they liked the the one of them, and they said, "We'll buy that one." And thank God, you know.
0: Were you? It, like, are you a, a comic book guy, or are you just? No. I just like writing. No. Like that's no, it's
1: just, you know. There's an opportunity and learn. Yeah, uh, learn about Superman
0: yeah I mean yeah it it happens to be about Superman I you know I know I know the show so you know this is my story for for this character interesting that's awesome um but uh but yeah no that's that is great um and then yeah I mean you went on to to you're you know obviously still still going writing for uh lots of tv shows now I see here you did uh you directed I I see an episode of uh the Marin show is that something you're uh, you want to get into more or is that just like a one-time thing? You're like, nope, had it. Like,
1: <laughs> I would do it again. That was because my partner and I were the showrunners of, of Marin and IFC. And um, Mark, who's always very generous, said, hey, you guys want to direct one? And as showrunner, you're always kind of, you're always kind of looking over the director's shoulder anyway, telling them what they're doing wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now is my opportunity to, to prove that I didn't know what I was talking about. And so, um, we do di- yeah, we, we, we jumped into it. It's not like, uh, I don't really want to direct. I would direct something a show that I was running because then I'm the boss and I kind of know. But to sure. direct, be a director on someone else's show is a whole different level of stress.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I mean it's uh yeah, that's <laughs> Man, uh <but laughs> you you know you you who who is your your partner? His name is Siebert Glarum, and we've been writing together for
1: many many years. Yeah.
0: Now, how how does that that work? Um, you know, cuz <laughs> I mean yeah like the the pros and cons of it cuz we had um James Murray uh who's on impractical jokers he uh he's also an author and he writes books and he has you know write, a writing partner I tried to ask him and then we went on a tangent and I, oh. I didn't get an answer but um, what uh like like what yeah what like what are the pros and cons like how how does that relationship work like uh, f- with a with a writing partner
1: It's it's like a marriage honestly I've been in yeah. with, I've been with my wife and um, we do everything together. Every job we take together, and you basically you're, you're hired as, as one. Per, you're hired as like one person. So you're like the show is getting ba- in theory two people for the price of one, uh, which makes you more employable in theory. And in comedy, it's kind of more. I think that's more common than drama because in comedy, you know, it's, you don't know if it's funny until someone's laughing. So like we're writing a script. I pitch a joke. If he laughs, maybe it'll go in. If he doesn't laugh, it won't go in. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's kind of more important for comedy. But I also find that when when I've worked with other writing teams, the writing team scripts, I, I'm always like always seem to be, like a, a little bit tighter, just one step better because you have that extra person, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. To have that, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's uh, the, the the more people, the better. It's similar to kind of our show typically i'll have a co host and it's like if i run out of things to say he's right there to back yeah. me up you know and it's 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 nice today you know it's just it's just you and me my man you know it's just it's just yep you know we have to fill in fill in the blanks here you know born <laughs> um but uh no that i mean that's that's great that you that you that you have that um what uh i see Again, I'm I'm going off IMDb here. Uh, yeah. we're obviously going to get to the topic of the show folks. We're going to get into the movie, but speaking of movies, mm-hmm. what uh, I see, you know, your main credits are are TV. Are, we just, are you
1: we, we sold we my partner and I've written 3 movies. We sold 2 of them. Uh, the two of them we sold were 20th Century Fox. Like neither we didn't really enjoy the working in movies. For a writer it's generally more enjoyable to work in TV. Because you have more creative control, usually the money's better. Uh, it's just better. I mean, I, I, I like everything. I like it much more. Uh, in in the film world, the the director is the boss, and so you, the yeah. writer works for the director. But in TV, the writer is the boss. So you know, that's kind of why. So that's,
0: yeah, that's interesting. So so yeah, because I mean, the the writer is always there for TV, whereas. And movies, right? Not a lot on the
1: set.
0: Yeah, they're they're just they wrote it, all right, and then it's yeah, they're, often they're, 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 yeah other people's hands to to do what they will with it. And yeah. <laughs> what's uh, the scripts you sold? I'm sorry, I don't know if you you said it, but are there are they movies that were no? They developed?
1: don't get no, no screen movies don't get made. <laughs> they, don't,
0: <laughs> they, you, they just don't get made. They just they
1: don't, you, before, up until like maybe like maybe five or ten years ago you can make a really good living as a screenwriter in Hollywood and never have any of your work get made. It's just how it was because they would buy so much and now they're buying, they're making fewer movies and the movies they make are usually like blockbusters are trying to make the Marvel movies and stuff like that. And um, so now there's much less work for feature writers and a lot of feature writers have migrated to TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. We we saw them and they're under, they're they're in the the warehouse at the end of Indiana Jones (laughs) at the bottom of a pile
0: somewhere. You're like, oh, there's there's my script right there in that box as they're as they're they're panning out. Well, because I mean, the TV is it's like an actual job, like it's an actual steady job. Well, you hope, anyways. You know, it it keeps going season to season, and you know, it's uh, yeah, it's like like I said, it's an actual steady job. Whereas movie, it's one and done. Like, all right, what's the next? What do I do now? You know, it's
1: harder in TV as well because the as the Shows go on to streaming, the orders are shorter. So you're doing, instead of 22 episodes a year now, you're doing maybe eight or 10. And so then, yeah, you're, you're still kind of hunting for work a lot, uh, but probably not as much as a feature
0: writer. So as long as you're selling the scripts though, even if they don't get made, is that, is that okay? Like, are you, or like are you going to admit, or, or yeah, I,
1: <laughs> yeah like, as long as the check clears, you're like, woohoo.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, cause I mean, if the movie ends up being successful, are you just, is are for writers, is it just, you sell the script and you're done at that point for well, movies? I mean, you'll get residuals and stuff. Okay.
1: That, uh, you know, it, If you're if you're one of the really high elite writers, you're you're doing great. Uh, But even still, it's not uncommon to like you know if you're one of the elites, maybe you're getting one movie made every five or ten years. It's not you're not getting a a ton. You're not really watching. Whereas you know I every week I get, I can turn on the TV. I can see something I wrote, you know?
0: Right. Um, now, uh, before we get into, uh, the movie that is in the title of the episode, folks, oh. what, uh, what are you, what do you, are you working on anything actively right now? What, uh, what, what you got going on right now?
1: Uh, my, my partner, I've been writing on a show called Tacoma FD, and we go back in January. So in a couple of weeks, we'll go back to production with that. And then we also have two pilots in development, and both of them are, are animated because in, in the time of COVID, they're, they're easier to produce. and safer. I bet. So uh, that's what we got going on.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, have a side project that
1: I'm working on, which is yeah. a, a book that I'm working
0: on. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. And then you got the, your, you, I know you started a, a podcast and you got your whole Instagram and, and TikTok thing going. And yeah. you're, you're just, your name's just getting out there, I'm man. a
1: TikToker now. I'm going to do a <laughs> shuffle dance.
0: Do it. Do, do it. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> we're, we're, we're waiting. What's up? Yeah. What? I, I feel like I should know this, but who are those three, guys, the three, uh, figures behind you? Who are, who? Uh,
1: behind? Oh, oh, these go okay. So, my partner and I ran a show called Glenn Martin DDS, which was on uh Nick at Night. Uh, that's Glenn Martin, that was played by Kevin Nealon.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I <laughs> that's <laughs> and- uh, man, he has quite the long face they made. Oh, for yeah, that.
1: <laughs> He's got a and this was a Brian Cranston played that guy. Oh, wow, <laughs> yeah, we did a spin off pilot with him, and um, yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's amazing. We had amazing. Yeah, that, pilot, that that pilot was shot didn't get
0: sold. Uh it, it, it got sold didn't get put on the air. So. Okay, gotcha. So that that is a hot commodity right there. That, that especially that Brian Cranston one probably. So. You know, it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, so yeah, we like to have people on, uh, you know, for, that are in the industry, preferably because we get, like to get their perspective on one of their favorite films. And uh, the film you chose is uh amelie which yeah. is how i pronounce it i don't know i mean are... i got to put the, you... the 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 Have french you it? i did i i i will uh it's always confession time on this show this is my uh we always watch the show even if we've seen it beforehand but mm-hmm. this is my first watch i've i had never seen it it's always been on my list because it's always been in like the top imdb movies or whatever yeah. what do you think um i i i I, uh, we'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, it was very enjoyable and, uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to pick your brain on it a little bit, but, uh, yeah. first of all, why, uh, why did you pick this? Uh, it's from 2001. Why did, why did you pick this movie? You
1: know, I pick it because some on my Instagram and my TikTok page, I get a lot of feedback from people, people like one thing they always say, a lot of people say is I have a great idea for a movie. And my response is, you don't need to have a great idea for a movie. <laughs> like yeah. You need to have an okay idea for a movie, movie and execute it great. So for people who say, I get a great idea, you don't need a great idea. You probably don't even have a great idea. You just need an okay idea and execute it really, really well. And I think that's a perfect example. Amelie is a perfect example. Um, like when I, If I were to tell you what that movie is about, if I were to pitch the movie to you, it's not a great idea, but it's, it's a masterpiece because of how well it's executed. So the idea is basically uh painfully shy painfully shy woman can find love for everyone but herself like that sounds like a hall a hallmark hall of fame movie it really does it doesn't sound like <laughs> yeah. a movie you've seen you've seen they, they parody movies like that right so and then yet the execution is brilliant it's a masterpiece and there's so many there are other movies like 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 it another example um okay so what do you think of this idea i'm gonna pitch you tell me if you want to make this movie uh uh, a college graduate kind of feels like, eh, doesn't know what's going on in his life. So he winds up having sex with an older woman, gets tired of her, and winds up banging his daughter, her daughter. And so that sounds like the plot of a porn. That's not a good, it's not a good plot. The idea isn't good. That is the plot of The Graduate, which is one of the best movies <laughs> ever made. And it's that's... because of the execution. It's not because of the, the idea. And so I kind of like talking about Amelie. Is like, that's a perfect example of a movie
0: like that, you know? Yeah that is so true yeah cuz when you you look at just like yeah the the skeleton of the movie like okay this is what it is this is, you know, that's that's what it is, and I, I knew you, you know, you were talking about the graduate, but when you put it like that, it's like, yeah, that is, that is what that movie is essentially. <laughs> like, movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like eh, it, it, it kind of sounds sleazy, and yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, execution, man, that is, uh, I mean, uh, you, as you said it, I mean, yeah, it's. It, incredibly important in, uh, in storytelling in general. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, just execution. You got to take that outline and then expand on it. Like what, what, what can we do? Um, yeah. so, I mean, with, with this, I mean, Amelie, Amelie, what, uh, I mean, so one one thing I did want to ask you is what, uh, like when, Do you have examples of good writing that didn't have so good directing and then great directing that didn't have so good writing? Like who, Mm. who makes it happen? Like I, I I know it's a team effort. I know a lot of, you know, things are involved, but um, do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, you know, what? uh, I don't know
1: if I have examples, but I generally think that like, I think we know this to be a fact that no matter how great the actors are, if the script isn't any good, and the direction isn't good, it's a it's a bomb. No one wants to see it. And that's why you see all these movies with fantastic actors in them that are bomb that are terrible. And it's yeah. not because the actors. So and then on the on the other hand, there's plenty of movies like from newcomers that you've never heard of the actor, or maybe they're foreign films that you've never heard of the actor. The actors are kind of unknown, but because the script is so good, it's a wonderful movie. So I like I just think the writing writing has to come first. The material has to be there
0: first. Yeah. No, that, yeah, I mean, that that totally makes sense because, yeah, I mean... The yeah, the director has to have something to work with, uh, you know, uh, and then in essentially the rest of the team has to, has to have something to work with and all that. Um, so yeah, I mean the, this this movie uh, kind of starts off with uh, Amelie as a, a uh, um, young girl and uh, kind of uh, it, it has a narrator first of all. What what, what are your thoughts typically on uh, films with with a narrator?
1: Well, a narrator is a great way to get out what we call in the business pipe, which is exposition. So it, it, without that, you can see – you have sometimes often these clumsy, boring scenes to get out of the backstory. But with a narrator, you can kind of zip through that kind of fast because the narrator will just tell you what's going on. Yeah. they have – there's quite a bit of backstory in that, but they – which is – you know. It's always uh, treacherous when you're telling all this backstory because it was so brilliantly written and directed. It's very entertaining, but sti- even still, the director is skating on thin ice until the story starts. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, because you had you, you needed to explain how because Amelie is such an odd, she's such an odd character. You need to explain right. how she's so odd, or else it's like she's a Martian. So she had right. to, She was built from scratch, and we we learned okay, her parents screwed her up, and this is how what happened. So
0: yeah. Yeah and it's uh it well and it's interesting too because the um you know the narrator it's a, it's exposition but it's not like um it's almost just like their quirks it seems like in this movie like it's not like this thing happened which you're going to need to know later on in the film like it's just oh this is what this character does and why you know this is just their kind of their quirks mm-hmm. this guy sits in the coffee it house does reco- so reco-
1: creatively that you're you're loving every minute of
0: it yeah
1: and that, that's all execution,
0: you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, because obviously, yeah, we we get to know how Amelie works. You know, she had her, you know, mother uh, died right in front of her from someone committing suicide landing on yeah. her, which, yeah. you know, you, it's tragic. But at the same time, it's kind of humorous in a way. Her, just father, the way-
1: her, her heart used to race when her father would give her, would touch her, you know, take her, whatever, her pulse or whatever. her heartbeat Right because he, she never got any affection. And like, that's beautiful. Oh, that's wonderful. I was like, man, like, you know, th- those moments like that just filled me with jealousy as a writer. Like, why, what am I doing? Why am I not writing like
0: that? Why haven't I thought of this? <laughs> um, <laughs> of, and yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's got that. And then, yeah, like I said, it, it gives you their quirks, like with uh, Amelie, it gives her, you know, she likes to dip her hand in like grains of, uh, you know, sacks yeah. of grain. And, yeah, wonderful. And, breaking the top of creme brulee with a spoon it's like
1: that's all <laughs> small stuff that's real stuff that i'm sure that the right either it happened to the writer but the writer didn't make up or the director they didn't it, it's probably stolen from their life because it's just so small and real
0: you know so so speaking of execution i've heard you talk about you know shoe leather and all that but i mean this isn't really shoe leather it's like what it was did the director do a good job of telling this stuff like i I don't know like i'm trying to think of um what the difference is like what when it can be just too much like why do we need to know this stuff is it what the did the director just do a great job of relaying what was in the script like what do you think
1: i think that's actually, actually i think that's a writing solution even like right this this collection i'm writing now of of uh personal essays that i'm working on and so i'm writing I feel a great obligation to the reader or my audience whenever I'm doing something is I have to entertain you. And if you're not being entertained, it doesn't mean you have to laugh, but you have to be in, in to entertain, you know, drama's entertaining too. But if I, it, I feel like that's my obligation to you. And then if I don't fulfill that obligation, well, screw it. You'll just do something else. You know, you'll watch, read a book or watch the different something else on TV. And so my obligations, I always think with the, with the viewer or the reader in mind and, um, and so to make it as, like I, I used expression earlier, like if when you're skating on thin ice, skate fast. So if I'm not telling us, if I'm not on story, if I'm not doing something on story, but I'm taking a side trip because I, because I think it's important or I like it or add some texture, go fast, make sure it's entertaining and then get back to the story because you're going to lose, you're going to lose them. You're going to lose. yeah. Them.
0: Now that, that, that makes sense because, you know, I'm thinking of. You know, obviously, you know, when you're watching the movie, you can tell it's fast paced, but like in in a script, I don't know if I've actually ever read a full script, um, like a movie script or a TV script. Like, uh, I assume it, it sort of reads like a fast book or is it? No. Okay. Not always. That's why you're on the show to tell me what Teach me. Teach me. (laughs)
1: Like, it's like some writers, I mean, it should, it should move. It should constantly move. Um. But, you know, obviously, some moments you want to play it slow and you want to have it linger. But um, you want to I, I, sometimes I read scripts by young writers and they, they, I, they'll say, I just want to keep this part in for me. I like it. And that's selfish because that it, it's not for you. That's what your diary is for. If you're writing for your you have to write for your audience. And so you don't put stuff in for you. It's for them. And so, you know, if, if you're not fulfilling that obligation that I talk about, you're not doing your job.
0: Sure. Yeah. No. That it's true. Yeah. And again, like like you've already said, like entertain. You, you, are you entertaining? Your audience, like our, like you said, don't have to make them laugh, but you right. know, just make sure it's entertaining. And in this movie, is just does a phenomenal job of that, just keeping you engaged. Like even when they switch, like uh, there's a narrator, and then all of a sudden Amelie is narrating, like her piece of things. Like she's like she's narrating for a little bit, and then uh, and then you don't ever hear it again. Like that's towards the beginning, and then I think it's just the narrator, the you know, the rest of the time
1: one thing that it really also stands out about that movie for me is that usually when you write a movie, you have two characters in conflict and that's just, that's just how it goes Two characters, But in this movie, it's her, she's in conflict with herself. And yeah. if uh there's really two parts of her, there's the introvert and then there's the part that wants to connect with, you know, the, the, the guy. So it's, it's a love story, but it's not really because he's not in it. Like they have no scenes together until the very end. Right. So there's no conflict between those two. So that it's, it's between her and herself. And if you, like if I were to write this movie, God, wouldn't that be amazing? Um, <laughs> like I would have the only way I could have figured out how to break that story, how to break into three acts, is if I if that occurred to me. If oh okay, I have to look, I have to approach this movie as if Amelia has two different characters. It's just she's two different characters. Then I could then maybe I could break that story and turn it into a movie. But that's what that's why I think the writer and director are so brilliant is that you know they that's what they realized and I didn't so.
0: <laughs> and and you're you're not a you're not yet an oscar-nominated writer oh, like uh no. like uh what's his name Guillaume laurent i, I think uh,
1: it's Guillaume laurent and i don't even see? speak french
0: but I there can you pronounce go french. I, I pronounced the l's i should know better i pronounced the l's and that was just terrible i'm sorry i'm sorry guillemme Uh, So, yeah, I mean, uh, essentially she, uh, you know, the story, you know, kind of gets going when uh, you you got the backdrop of uh, Princess Di uh, uh, dying in the car crash. Mm -hmm. She's kind of distracted by that, drops the top of like her perfume Mm -hmm. bottle or whatever, hits the tile and she finds this box. Uh, this box of old pictures and, and I think there's like a toy car in there. And yes. uh, so, yeah, that that kind of is what gets her story well, going.
1: What's int- another thing that makes it a masterpiece. I, I will not stop talking about how good this movie is. Is that please don't everyone in the movie. It's you're looking at one subject from five different angles or whatever. And, and it's, so it's um, her story, Amelie's story is how as she wants, it's her struggle about connecting with somebody else her connecting with this love interest. But everyone else in the story has the same struggle. It's about connection. How does, how does the guy who's lost his daughter, do- the relationship with the daughter, how does he connect? How does the guy in the, in the diner, how does he connect you know, he's an angry guy and he wants to connect with this woman. How does the father, the father's alone. He needs to connect. So that's why she sends him on this adventure with the, uh, uh, with the gnome. gnome. Yeah. Um, and so everyone has that same structure. You're just looking at connection through that lens. And then there's, there's the man, the, uh, the guy with the brittle bones. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, he can't connect because he's literally locked in. He can't, he's literally can't touch anybody. So It's all about connection and that's what good movies are. It's like you take one little thing and you examine it from five different or whatever, four or three different ways, you know, uh, angles.
0: Yeah. It's so true because yeah, I mean, you got, you know, essentially all these people need a, push and even amelie needs a push you mm-hmm. know to go she obviously wants you know uh tr- love uh i guess you could say true love uh, um you know is it seems like that's what she wants it's you know that's, that. I mean,
1: she's lonely she's a, she's a girl who wants to be connecting with somebody I mean that's what that's what love is right it's connected
0: right yeah um yeah so
1: she's not really she's not really so much a romance, but that, I mean that's what she needs she needs she needs to come out of her shell she's too shy.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, you know, what, what all these people she ends up helping, you know, are like her father, you know, that's a, such a great example. Yeah. Like doing the whole garden gnome thing, you know, she, she steals that at first. You're like, what, is, what is she doing with that? And then, you know, we get a picture of it. Um, uh, forget, uh, I know one, at one point it's the Empire State Building, but it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's the first time I forget exactly where it is, but yeah, it's like, it's like, what, what's going on? People are sending me the pictures of this gnome, you know? And, uh, but yeah, he, he just kind of needs that push to like discover the world. Like you've been locked in ever since your wife died. Like you get, you, you got to get out there. And that's kind of what I think, um, the, yeah. Driving force of this movie is even with Amelie.
1: She puts up roadblocks everywhere. She'll, she sends this guy, Nino on a wild goose chase, she sets up yes. all these road tro- roadblocks for him so that she can so that she doesn't have to connect with him. And when yes. he has that test, she's freaked out because she was hoping he, you know, part of her was hoping he wouldn't, you know. Right?
0: Yeah, that's so. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it totally explores that introverted personality. You know that that personality of the introvert. It's like you you want to you know get out there and 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 do everything and you you see her imagining everything but when it comes down to it when it comes down to action that's when it's like eh, i'm just going to go back into yeah. my shell here you know and I it's- like that movie huh I'm glad you liked it. You know? I yeah, I mean it's uh, it, and that's what I love too about you know even doing the show is you know talking out a movie and like I just grow to appreciate it more you know is as yeah. you talk it out you know and I think that's just a sign of a great movie too is just you you start picking apart these little tiny details and you're like oh I love this too and yeah. this and this I agree. you know I think a yeah.
1: great movie is one that sticks with you that makes you think about it after you leave the theater and so many yeah. like, you know i've seen a lot of movies you have they are like wait what, like a month later like i don't even remember what it was about
0: <laughs> right yeah yeah it's like yeah i, I remember like thinking, like I, I liked that movie but yeah what well, what was it about like yeah but yeah the great ones it's like yeah those those are the ones that you're just pondering on um but uh yeah it's it's definitely the actions um what, do you think what she does uh, what are your thoughts on what she does with the produce store owner she mm-hmm. kind of sends him kind of down this uh whirlwind of
1: <laughs> yeah, she, craziness uh, yeah, she punishes him because she she you know that's that's slightly off but she, she she feels like she has to be a protector of this guy who because he can't he can't make these connections on himself for himself so she has to protect him you know it's all she's a it's a lovely she's a lovely
0: character she has to protect people you know? But did but did did she go too far?
1: No, never. No, okay. <laughs> I okay. love it. No, <laughs> uh, no, I I don't think so. I mean, you okay. obviously you're entitled to feel differently. Yeah. I don't I do don't, yeah,
0: I mean again I was- I I think it's a gr- you know uh, again it's not a slight of the movie like to say you know I think she might have went too far. I think I think it kind of maybe shows the flaws that she realized her quote unquote power has. Well, is- I
1: would say if you like. <laughs> If she went too far, then you would have not have liked the ending of the movie. you would have lost she would have you would have she would have lost you she would all right I don't like this character screw her but she because she didn't, you still root for her.
0: That's true. Yeah, yeah, you're you're happy the 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 dick in the movie gets his comeuppance, yeah. you know. You you're you're you you know, you you are happy about that. Um yeah, I just I I like to overanalyze and find the uh, you know, the the crazy in in people, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I, I okay, fine. She she was right in doing that. Screw that guy. There <laughs> we go. We figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> that she even yeah like you you alluded to earlier with um the guy that's always in the i, I want to call it a coffee shop but it's not really like it's just yeah. like, like a bar like hey, slash, it's, yeah it's <laughs> it's right, like right. A, they sell cigarettes and lottery tickets but at the same time they're selling you know wine and and cognac and <laughs> and all this uh yeah you got the the guy who is there kind of um i don't know stocking's the word but he's there with you know yeah after the one i I think it's his ex they used to date i think someone else
1: yeah yeah we don't see yeah
0: and then you see amelie be like no no she she's the one that likes you and then he starts focusing focusing his attention you know
1: over there she has to teach him how to connect with somebody so exactly
0: yes but but Um,
1: terrible idea for a movie don't you think (laughs) <laughs> yes it's, it's a terrible it's... idea a girl can't find, <laughs> find her love for everyone but herself
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right but it like you said it works it's uh yeah i mean it, i i can see why it's why it's rated so high on on all the all the sites and, and all that how uh how, how do you take uh like imdb ratings and rotten tomato ratings like what do you wh- where do you fall on that like do you do you let that uh sway you or sway you in if you're gonna watch the movie or if if oh, this movie's gonna suck but i'm gonna watch it and
1: I like how- think of i more no i don't I, I more think of like how does it affect the shows that I'm writing on like how do, what do people think <laughs> of the shows on and and honestly i don't even i don't care i don't know like it's not it's really not my business because i don't want to get i don't get caught up on the good reviews and the bad reviews that's that's not why I became a writer I became a writer because i i enjoy doing it if someone else enjoys it wonderful but this, I, this is this is a me exercise
0: so <laughs> this is a me exercise <laughs> it's all about me baby yeah, uh, but, do it. but it's uh it's you know um when you when you're as as like a movie fan tv fan you you, you watch a movie and you're you just want to enjoy it right like a, yeah, you're not worried about yeah yeah
1: I, I can there are only there's sometimes I'll watch a movie and I and I think about how difficult it is to produce or how, how hard the scene might be to write. And I, I uh, and then it kind of ruins it for me. So I try not to I try to really stay keep a distance because I don't want Then it becomes work. I don't want to I want to enjoy it. You
0: know? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Just like what? Yeah. Has being in, in the biz uh, affected the way you've you watch uh, stories and and mm-hmm. all that? I assume it has.
1: I, when I saw The Revenant a couple of years ago, and they, you know, half of it takes place in the mountain in the snow and all, I'm I'm watching the scene and I'm thinking, I'm looking, I'm like, where are the footprints? There's no footprints because you know, there's a camera here, but behind the camera, there's 50 or 100 crew members. They're freezing right. their asses off, and they they can't walk on the set. They can't put their footprints. Literally, they can't cross there. And they're miles away from the nearest bathroom, and like it's all that's all. I'm like, oh, these guys are miserable. And Then I looked up on, I read a little bit on online. I'm like, yeah, from what I read, like the half the crew walked out on the, on the oh, day man. one. Like, <laughs> no thanks. It's just torture. Because I, you know, I'm on set quite a bit, um, so I know what it's like.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just thinking, man, poor guys, poor guys, and gals. I'll see
1: a shot. And I'm like, oh, how long did that shot take to set up?
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah. So yeah, you're you're definitely uh, you, you you think about uh, those things. Um, the the whole um, Amelie and um, what is it? What is she? The landlord of the of the place she lives at? Like her husband?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Storyline. Yeah.
0: And yeah. Like so, she like kind of gives her. Cl- I love that because yeah, she kind of gives her closure on that whole yeah. thing because her husband like died yeah. in a cl- she, she's
1: trying to force her to stop connecting to this man that she loved and she has to break so again it's about connection let's stop you connect let's stop that connection so you can make a new one
0: right yeah yeah so it's just like yeah again she's doing all this stuff for everyone but herself mm-hmm. but uh but finally you know she does get uh to her uh I don't even know the guy's name uh do Dut- you know file Dut- what was that Oh, Nino is the love interest. Oh, Nino, that's right, yeah. Nino. Um, she 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 gets to she gets to him after you know, kind of playing these li- like cat and mouse games, you know, sending him to the carousel and then up and you know. There's a very.
1: The ending is very important because he shows up to her apartment and he knocks, and she could have just opened the door, and they lived happily ever after. But as a writer, you can't do that because the, then your main character is not active enough. She needs, to be, she needs to be in charge of her. This is her problem. She's not taking charge of her life. So she's not going to grow in the end unless she takes charge of her life, which is why she leaves to run after him. And then she finds out. Yeah. So there, there's two moments that there's a previous moment at the end where it could have ended, but that would have been not have been satisfying. So they had to kind of do two endings to make it satisfying.
0: Well yeah because they they have her imagining him just walking in without knocking mm-hmm. and and coming up and she's like imagining that like that would be great but it's like yeah it's great to think that it would be that easy things just fall in your lap but no you have to take action you Never. know that's yeah. you know another message of this movie you 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 have to be willing to to take action and i i think it the it, it kind of epitomizes how you feel when you don't take action is when they do that when they're in the cafe and yeah. he leaves for the first time, like when she sees him for the first time and like he walks away and then like it shows like her just like kind of turn into water. Yeah. Wonderful. Right. Yeah, man. That was like, wow, that you, you get that. Cause I think we've all had those times in life where we're like, Oh, why didn't I do that like and then you're like oh the moment is passed and i can't do anything about it now yeah and it just yeah perfect as you've said execution there <laughs> right. just so would would that have been in the script to say she falls to water or oh, for sure for yeah
1: sure, yeah i mean okay. it, it might have been the director's idea i don't because i know the director has a co-writing credit on the script i believe he does uh,
0: okay yeah yeah yeah
1: so i'm sure that was in the script yeah
0: yeah and then yeah, I guess that's, yeah, I I always think of moments like that, like visuals. I always think of, like, what's actually in the script. So, like, what, what uh, I mean, it, if you're writing a script, do you, uh, yeah, how, how much, how many visuals are you putting there, like, to, like, well, how much are you actually describing? Because it's not like a novel where you have to describe every tiny thing a lot of a problem
1: that i see from young writers often is they often over direct their script and that's not the job of the writer the job of the writer is to write but i feel like they do that because writing is hard i might as well just I, i'll just make it easy by directing i'll just i'll do someone else's job because my job yeah. is hard uh but in, in so in that case it was critical uh there are a bunch of moments you know where like i'm sure it was in the script you have to write it in because there there's a camera moment she she turns to um Puddle of water, and I believe the ca- I believe the camera tilted down, and so you can't just show up on the day of the set and just shoot it. You the the camera has to know what to do, <laughs> so right. it, it's in the script.
0: Yeah. No. Okay. That that that. Yeah. That makes sense. Whereas. Eh. So the, so a writer wouldn't say camera pans down. Like it would, it would <laughs> sometimes maybe, but yeah.
1: Sometimes I, I you had, there are moments when you have to do it. Um, uh, but I, you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to do, over direct it. It's, you don't have to do like you could write. Yeah. The camera pans down to reveal she's now a puddle of water. You wouldn't, I don't think you need to write. We open on Amelie sitting at a desk. The camera pans over to the door to reveal it's close on the other guy walking. Like that's over directing,
0: you know? Yeah. That's too yeah. much. Yeah, no, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, and then, you know, obviously, it has has the happy ending. It, it it deserves, you know. There's some, you know, darker moments in this movie, but you know, it 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 uh, it, it wraps up nicely. I, I really appreciate, you know, how it kind of. I, I like when movies kind of uh, end how they began, whereas. You know, he's the narrator's just kind of describing what's what else is happening the rest of the time. Yeah. So it's like for this movie, it's like just life just continues to move on. So no matter what she would have done, life would have moved on. But her personal experience, experience, I feel, would have you know, is what this story is about. It's not about what life moving on for everyone else. It's. It's on her. Amelie's. The and, movie's called Amelie,
1: <laughs> and we call that book ending when you start with something and you kind of end with them. And it feels satisfying. That's why. That's why you're pointing out you like that yes. it feels like your two ends of you know your book at your two ends of a bookcase book, book end.
0: Book yeah. No, I, I, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you, you, you picked this movie because yeah, I mean, it's, uh, again, one that's been on my list for a while, just never got around to watch it. I mean, let's be honest, you know, it's subtitles. So it's like, uh, you know, I gotta, yeah, I want to read. Gotta, yeah. I gotta read. Read a
1: book, though. Now you could say you, you read a book
0: that's true that's true you know a two-hour book you know it's like <laughs> um but uh any any final thoughts you had on the film that we didn't bring up any scenes in particular or anything uh, like that
1: i don't think so i mean I, it's been a while since i watched it. you watched it last night but uh yeah. <laughs> you know I, i'll i'll watch it again in a year or so because i love it
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah fantastic i can't believe it's yeah, uh, because you know I've you know heard the mo- heard of the movie and it's been around forever. I can't yeah. believe it's been twenty years now, yeah. man. That's uh, <laughs> insane. Unfortunately, uh let's see. Didn't win any Oscars. Was nominated for five: best sound, best cinematography, art direction, original screenplay, and foreign language. How did? Let's see. Uh, bear with me here sir i want to see what won best yeah land you have to see what like. one. i know like how did this not win uh 2001 we are looking it up right now folks it is never seen it or a no man's land no man's Bo- land. it's a bosnian film
1: uh, oh interesting
0: yeah uh, if,
1: often though when if the movie is more important if it's about war maybe it'll yeah. be yeah it's important,
0: um, yeah, this, yeah, because this is essentially a rom com, I guess you could call yeah, it, you yeah, know. Right. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, this movie is the movie that stood the test of time more than No Man's Land. Not saying No Man's land's a bad film because I haven't seen it, but uh, I've heard of Amelie even before this episode, so <laughs> um, I had uh, um, another screenplay question and it's uh, it's going away from me, I'll yeah it'll come to me and i'll just email you and you'll answer it so or i'll see it on on your tiktok or 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 instagram um but uh no man it's been a blast talking to you about this film so glad you uh uh, chose it uh where uh where where can people find you on on the social medias and all that jazz
1: i post daily screenwriting tips on how to break into hollywood how to be a better writer to be more creative uh i post on instagram and tiktok and facebook and my handle is at Michael Jammin Writer, J A M I N. Right at Michael Jammin Writer, and you can also check out my podcast, which I just started. called uh, It's called Screenwriters Need to Hear This, and you can find that everywhere they everywhere they have podcasts.
0: Uh, so, like, what's 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 what's, what's Mark Marin like? Like, what's he, <laughs> what's, he, what's, he, what's he? Is he easy to work with?
1: Uh, you know, Mark has a has a reputation of being like a hothead and a difficult guy, and that's part of his act and his persona. Uh, but he's actually very easy to work with he's very professional uh he knows what he wants and he's very generous with um with his with the people who work with him so it was a really it was a pleasure we did four years of that show and it really was a great experience
0: yeah that, that yeah that was one of those where it's just it's uh were, were you guys i, I don't want to say canceled but uh, was it just the no. time was up or did you guys decide its that it's been a, it the time is up
1: the network wanted to do more mark creatively was ready to move on and do other projects and, and you know he's since gone on to great success so uh you know that's he, he just he didn't want to do more We're like hey let's ride this train into the sunset he just <laughs> re- had to move on so
0: yeah yeah uh, when the na- when the uh show is named after someone you kind of have to stop when they stop yeah typically yeah so <laughs> so you know that's probably a good rule of thumb but uh but all right man well again thanks so much for uh for coming on man this was a blast yeah thank you so much my pleasure there you have it folks michael jammin what a blast talking with him very cool dude insightful dude and uh yeah definitely a pleasure having him on again follow us on twitter at blockbuster cast instagram at blockbuster mentality blockbuster mentality.com uh yeah all the updates on the show and when new episodes will be releasing. But, uh, all right, folks, well, that is it for me for Michael. I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movie.